Today's episode, we are going all the way back to about three weeks ago when I sat down and I had a chat with Max Restraino. He was here to talk to us about his Christmas single. And as you heard, his name is remarkably difficult for me to pronounce, although most things are remarkably difficult for me to pronounce. Here's the thing. As I get older, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to pronounce things. And I never had the problem when I was a child. And I don't know what's happened to me. Who knows? But point is, this episode is Max Max Restaino. He came on, he had a chat with us. So take a listen, shall you? This is the Peter Greenwood Show. My name is Peter Greenwood. It's been a dog's age since I've heard that song as well. So, my guest today, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Max Estrano. How are you today, Max? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just getting through all this lockdown stuff. And uh, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah, just getting closer to Christmas, which I think we're all a bit. Absolutely, yeah. A bit unsure about this year. How How's your Christmas looking, if it's not too early to ask? What are your plans for it? Um, I think we're just going to try and do all the usual traditions, but with, uh, I don't know, I think we'll just see what happens, see what restrictions get lifted and all that, but uh, yeah. hopefully it'll still be a nice Christmas for everybody. So um, Hopefully. Hopefully. So let's talk about the single with Christmas, bringing it up, see what I did there. The single is called Here for Christmas. Congratulations on it, by the way. I absolutely love it. And I'm not just saying that because you're in, well, not in front of me, but you're on the, on the telephone. I'm not just saying that. I really love it. I love that kind of big band sound nobody really does anymore. So when I heard this track, I was like, yes, I need to speak to Max. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Trying to go for that old fashioned sort of uh, big band sound. And I think with Christmas songs, you're allowed off the hook with that sort of stuff. I think it's um, people yeah. just like to go back to that old sound. So that's what we try to recreate. I think so as well. Let's talk about the origins of the tracks. Where did it come from? What's 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 the history of it? It's a really uh, interesting one, actually. It's um, I, I basically well, first of all, I got a phone call from Mike Reed at the beginning of uh, the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. The Radio One DJ Mike Reed. Yes. Uh, I've known him for a, I've known him for a few years now. He's um, we did a TV program called Tim Pan Alley a few years ago. Um, it was on Sky TV. It was a songwriting competition which I entered and I actually came second place in. So, oh, uh, really? Yes, yeah, so I've, I've known Mike for a while and uh, he rang me out of the blue and um, he said he's looking for a producer and someone to co-write with. And I thought, okay, that sounds like an interesting project. And um, he said, I'm actually writing with somebody as well called Phil Springer, which he went on to tell me that uh, Phil actually wrote my all-time favourite song, which is The Next Time, which uh, was incredible. And then he went on to tell me that Phil wrote another song that you might have heard of called Santa Baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, familiar with that one, yeah. Heard it a couple which, of times. Absolutely a massive, one of the biggest Christmas songs ever, and it's mm-hmm. uh, ubiquitous this time of year as well. Yep. And that just blew me away, and um, they wrote a song together, just them two, called Lovers in London, which I produced, and uh, they were, we were all so happy with the way it came out. We all wanted to uh, come together and write a Christmas song. We just, just thought it would be a really cool idea to write a Christmas song together with, with Phil's history of Christmas songs. And, um, yeah, we wrote this song, and Phil sent over this melody, um, which is had since 1948, and he's um, not done anything with it all that time. It's about 60, 70 years. Phil's actually 94. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so... He just sent over this amazing, enchanting melody, and me and Mike absolutely loved it. And uh, it could have been used for the original Santa Baby, actually. <laughs> he could have used it. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, we I added a chorus. Me and Mike wrote the lyrics. 
I did the production and uh, yeah, there we are. It's a Christmas EP and the single is here for Christmas. Just in time as well, which is coincidental. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's a, there's a coincidence for song coming out in time for Christmas. Yeah. What was it like when you met those gentlemen like Phil Springer? He's a yeah. legendary music man. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it was incredible. I think uh, Phil has worked with everybody. I mean, he's he's um, he's written songs with, that Frank Sinatra has mm. sang. Uh, yeah, uh, Elvis Presley. So it's just when you get somebody like that, it's obviously a massive privilege for me. And uh, yeah. and Mike's a great writer as well. Mike's uh, an amazing lyricist. And uh, to work with them both has just been an amazing experience. It really has. Yeah. I bet he's got some stories. <laughs> yeah. We should get him on the show at some point. Just sit, just, yeah. There are some people you meet in life you just want to sit and talk to. Do you ever find that? Like, not even for an interview, you just want to sit and talk to them. Like, so, tell me about such and such. So that must have been an incredible thing to work with. And Mike Reed, as you mentioned, he's a he's a fella, maybe, a, I don't want to say older listeners will remember, but he was a Radio 1 DJ at one point, I believe. Yes, he's he's uh, he did Radio One, I think, for for a while. He did uh, Top of the Pops. He hosted, That's right, and yes. uh, yeah, he's he's had an incredible career, and he's sort of like an icon for for musicians. He's sort of uh, one of these uh, presenters that's just done everything basically. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, still continues now, and uh, he's a great writer as well. Yeah. Let me ask you this: When it comes to putting a song together, which hat do you prefer to wear do you prefer to wear the performer hat where you're singing on the song or do you prefer wearing the producer hat where you're putting it all together um i think the rule that i always follow and i think i think um it's probably the, the right one well, i hope it's the right one is um music always comes first the, the the music is always the main thing um so before any production gets started or uh any singing or any recording or anything it is literally the the melody, the chords, the words, and uh, that's uh, always been an important thing for me to get that first, absolutely. I've asked this question on the show before, and I'm going to ask it again many, many times, because I don't... It's not that I don't understand musicians, I just don't get how it happens. Does that make any sense? Like, all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. there'll be a song out of nowhere, and that's magic yeah, to I get, me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that quite a lot with people saying that. Um to be honest, I think it actually comes from hard work. I think it's um, it's something that you trial and error as well. I think it, it, once you've done it for a while, it sort of it comes a lot natural, more natural. Um, I think the main thing that I've, I've heard loads of writers say over the years is just um, let the song write itself. If you sort of um, try and force it, it doesn't really come out as good. It's when you just sort of clear your head and just let it write itself I mean um, I think that's always the best way of doing it yeah that's so interesting and have you always wanted to do this genre of music like the big band kind of ear sound era of music or what kind of music do you like performing personally well the kind of music I grew up listening to was absolutely everything really it was uh, I grew up with playing accordion so I had, I had uh, beautiful Italian folk songs that I absolutely loved as a kid um, then I went on to the saxophone and then I got into the jazz jazz stuff and, and then I went to the piano and the guitar and obviously the pop stuff followed. And, yeah. you know, I love love bands like ELO, Supertramp and all that sort of stuff. Um, so putting an album together of my own, I think it was the... Really, I love them old jazz songs, really. Them, you know, them really beautiful melodies that just melt your heart, really, and they really evoke emotion. I think um, 
that's what I've really come come around to doing on this year when I've done a lot of writing. I've got a a full uh, album out next year that's mm. called Another Rainy Night in Paris. That's that's eleven track album, right. and um, I guess it's pop it's pop songs like nice melodies, um, but with a jazz touch, I guess. Yeah, that's one again. Going back to what I said at the start, I you hear like the the big band and jazz in jazz records so infrequently nowadays so when it does come up it really jumps onto my radar and i really enjoy listening to it what's yeah. the downside to doing things something like that especially during lockdown was it difficult to try and write with that big sound in mind um i think the writing writing songs always uh, usually comes quite easily i think it's the more the production side to be honest i think it's um getting the thing is with with jazzier stuff and it's more real instruments so it's um real instruments are always harder to record than just uh you know clicking and dragging a drum loop or yeah. you know like a playing a playing a piano part in or something that you can do through through the computer through midi um so getting real instruments and horn sections and you know double bass and all that stuff that's the hard bit and getting it to sound good it's actually that's probably the hardest bit actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> And what was it like putting the album together during what I assume you must have been putting it together during lockdown? How has lockdown been for you? And what was that process like writing music during that period? You know, for me, I think it's actually helped me write music. I think it's there's so much distraction when you when you, you know, you, you've got to go rush, rush to places and be meeting people and whatever. So it's actually just been a really good experience to sit and write music and have no distractions. And uh yeah, it's just I've got all my equipment at my house in Sheffield where I, I recorded everything. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, as, as I said, the, the jazz stuff's a lot more difficult with you know, real real instruments. But yeah. um, luckily, as a multi-instrumentalist, I, I don't have to call upon sax players or pianists, so I can do, I can do some of it myself. <laughs> oh, that's handy, yeah. Just sit and play. I very nearly said something, which I shouldn't say on the radio, but to sit and accompany yourself is a better way of putting it. <laughs> right. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I nearly stepped in something that I did not want to step in. But the point is, is that it must be... also take a lot of pressure off you as well to try and locate these things. If you can all do it, you do it all by yourself. Yeah, I think it really does help being a multi-instrumentalist. And I've, I've um, got a lot of instruments lying around the house. And uh, the, th- the other thing is, is being a musician, obviously I've worked with a lot of different musicians as well so I've, I've got loads of uh, my, my band I can always call upon and uh, other musicians and stuff so uh, it's just the whole process has been really it's hard work I have to admit doing a full album it and writing it producing it singing it it's very hard work but um, I'm really happy with the result and I uh, can't wait to share all that stuff with uh, with everyone here. This is the voice of Max Ristano did I say that right Ristano? Ristino. <laughs> Ristino yeah I was so close Max, Rist- Max Ristino his single is called Here for Christmas. I want to ask you a little bit about some of the people you've been out on tour about tour with, because you've been out with okay. UB40, Tears for Fears, but most importantly, Steps. What was it like being on stage with them and hanging out with them a lot? It was great. I mean, all, all them gigs you mentioned were all fantastic. Um, it was an amazing experience to be on tour with Steps because they did um, arena tours and that was around the whole of the UK and... Uh, it was just amazing just being on tour with them. They were really nice as well to get on with and always friendly. And uh, one of the most amazing gigs was playing the O2 Arena, <laughs> which right. was uh, absolutely incredible. Just uh, stepping out to, I can't remember how many thousand people seats it, it holds. But yeah. uh, 
you're just looking out and you can't even see the back of the uh, arena. It's so big. And uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been great to, to be on tour and uh, I can't wait to do that again next year at some point. I'm glad you mentioned that next year because obviously this year has been a bit of a, a horror show with the world's least favourite <laughs> C word. What are your plans for 2021? You've mentioned the album coming out. Will obviously lockdowns permitting and whatnot, will there be tours and stuff to support the album? Um, I think so. I think every musician is sort of itching to get out there now and we just do what we what we absolutely love doing. And I think everyone in general really is just wanting to get out and just uh, go and embrace a gig again and go to a concert. And um, you never know what's, what's around the corner as a musician. So uh, hopefully we will be touring again. We're just... Uh, waiting for the uh, for the green light like everyone, I think. <laughs> yeah, for the all clear. Well, if you do make it out this way, please do feel free to come and see me in studio. I'd love to say hi and whatnot. It'd be good to see another person who isn't my cat who can speak English to me. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> Max, where can people find out about you online? So, uh, the Christmas uh, EP and the single Here for Christmas is out on all major platforms, including Spotify, and you can get hold of that via my website, which is max-music.co.uk. Thank you for your time today, Max. It's been really great to speak to you. Would you be so kind as to introduce your single for me, please? Absolutely. This is my single. It's called Here for Christmas, and it's out now. Don't forget, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I would like to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. P-E-T-G-R-E-S-H-O-W. Pet Grease Show is the place to go. Until next time, my name is Peter Greenwood. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Bye every single. Bye-bye.